You're listening to Grace for Single Parenting. I'm Jen Smith, and each week we'll discuss a topic that encourages single parents to live their best life in their current season with God's grace and love. Hey, today I want to talk to you about what to do with what some people call a strong-willed child. Have you ever had your precious little one say, I hate you? Well, I have. And for quite a long period of time, I had my five-year-old pretty much his whole, whole year when he was five years old. He wasn't even in kindergarten yet. We went through a very long phase of, I hate you, mom. And honestly, I kind of expected to hear those words one day when... I had teenagers, but never from my precious five-year-old. And I don't know yet if it's easier to hear it from a 15-year-old. But when I heard the words, I hate you, from a five-year-old, while he slammed the door in my face and refused to come out, it really hurt my heart. And I wish I could say it happened just once, but it happened so many times I couldn't count. And well-meaning family and friends would tell me he'd grow out of it, And I would just have to wait it out. But honestly, my child didn't grow out of it. He is simply a strong-willed or headstrong child. He knows what he wants. And it's not all a bad thing. I'm quite convinced that he's going to grow up to do great things. Many of our leaders have these same characteristics. But it was something that I couldn't continue to live like that either. I knew something had to change. And at It took me quite a while, but I discovered that what he really needed was more of me, the uninterrupted me, but not all the time, which is what I wanted to immediately do. I thought at first that what he needed was he just needed me to hold him, hold him tighter and, you know, fight him and just wrap him in bear hugs. And that was the exact opposite as well as what he needed. What he needed was a little more straightforward than that, and actually not as emotionally exhausting as that either, but as a five-year-old, he just didn't know how to tell me and in what words to put it in. So it did take me some time to figure out what to do exactly for him and, and for us to find our little groove. But once I did, it was really quite magical. And even today, you know, um, like eight years later, when things start to become a little rocky for us, I realized that I've kind of abandoned what I found to be true for us all those years ago, and I need to go back to it. So what I found for us to be was, and this is something I kind of adapted from this book, if I have to tell you one more time. And in that book by Amy McCready, she has something called Mind, Body, Soul Time. And that sounded awfully corny to me. So at the time when my child was young, I called it Mom Time. And since then, I don't really call it anything because he's almost a teenager now. So I really just don't call it anything. I just kind of slyly fit it in. But the idea at its core is quite simple. Basically, it's just spending about 10, 20 minutes completely uninterrupted time with your child away from everything else. So when my child was five, I would say, do you want mom time? Or I would tell them that we're going to have mom time today. 
And basically what it is, is each child individually receives 10, 20 minutes for me because I don't have my children every day, the full amount of time each day, especially if they're at another parent's house. It would just be 10 minutes because that's all I could get some days, but it would be 10 minutes of uninterrupted, undivided attention. The other children are not allowed in the room to overhear our conversation. They can't vie for the attention that way or make funny faces at their sibling. When they were young, I would even set the timer because the clock would give it an official feel for the kids and it would leave them desiring additional time with me for the next day. And sometimes they would ask for longer time and to keep for the time precious so that they would want to spend time with me the next day, I would just make it 10 minutes. And it's not like I couldn't talk to them after that time, but the door would open and the other child could come in and, you know, our official mom time would be over at that time. And for the the very first time after our first day of quality time or mom time, I asked my son if he could explain Pokemon to me. He was in a huge Pokemon obsession at the time and he absolutely loved it. I mean, I just sat there for 10 minutes acting totally enraptured by every word he had to say about Pokemon. So the next day he asked me the night before to wake him up early each morning so we could do our mom time before school started. He said that having our time together in the morning helped him and it would help set his mood for the day on a positive note, which is what I saw the effects for. And after about a week of this, our argument stopped immediately. My son just soaked up the extra attention. And I would like to think that, yeah, I gave him this attention before I started an official mom time. But honestly, the set aside one-on-one time had made all of the difference. And I think the reason that this makes such a difference to the kids is because the quality time or mom time is for the kids can help keep you accountable. They want this time with you and they don't let you forget it. And a surprising payoff for me is as a result, they were more agreeable on day-to-day tasks from getting ready to school in the morning to taking out the trash or even doing their dreaded homework. And as anyone who raises a strong-willed child knows, even the daily tasks are sometimes what do you in. This set-aside time also made my child feel special. And, you know, when I turned it around to myself, I thought, you know, wouldn't it make me feel special if the one person that I looked up to most would just set aside 10 minutes a day with no distractions and concentrated solely on me, like anything that you want to talk about, and no phone, nobody else, and just like complete eye contact and completely enraptured in everything you have to say. These 10 positive minutes together are faster than what might have been a two-hour argument over something trivial as well. So sometimes if you feel like, eh, I don't feel like it, on the flip side, what might end up being a strong-willed argument later, which if anyone is in, has a child anything like mine knows, those can go on for quite a while. And it's kind of like doing some preventive maintenance ahead of time, just spending those 10 minutes every single day. And if you put loving your child first and feel this need of theirs constantly, 
then you'll also see that they are in return more respectful of your requests. So another thing is if you have more than one child, then a question might come up, then what about the quote unquote easy kid? So I have one like that as well. And my other child gets my mom time as well. And the same rules apply for both kids. And often when you're the parent of a strong-willed child, the other child or children get ignored. I cannot count how many times over those difficult years when I felt sorry for my other child because all of my energy went to my youngest. I'd get so caught up in my youngest outburst, it wouldn't be until my youngest would calm down and then I would notice the effect it would have on my other child. And the easy kids are quiet and in the background All of your attention focuses on the other child. So this one-on-one time gives you a great excuse to force yourself to focus on each one of your children individually. Some ideas for your quality time or mom time. When I first began the mom time, I asked my children where they want to talk. Then I asked them if they have anything to talk about, which at first they were full of. They were excited to do the mom time. They had all kinds of ideas of what they wanted to talk about, where they wanted to go sit. And then after a few weeks of that, it kind of just, they ran out of stuff, which was totally fine. So it's only 10 minutes. So I keep the time simple and I keep what we do simple. The purpose is just to keep the lines of communication open for the whole 10 minutes. And especially with boys, I found that the easiest thing to do is to keep them kind of occupied while you're talking to them. Um, Give them something to do, maybe throw a ball back and forth or play video games with them. Another fun thing that my daughter wanted to do each time was just paint fingernails or do hair. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It's just 10 minutes. Thanks for listening. And if you could take just five seconds and leave me a review, I'd so appreciate it. 